This is Lowell Jackson. Let's have some fellowship. And you know what really helps me to uh, open up to the Lord is when those young people who've gathered around the guitars and the piano singing uh, that verse from Nehemiah 8.10, I believe it is. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Uh, and that's what we want to do today. Let's enjoy the Lord, open up to Him, let Him flow, and let uh, Him be experiential to us as I believe He wants to be. Uh, I want to share a little continuation from some discoveries from yesterday. So if you missed, we'll catch you up to date. If you joined us, we'll add a little bit more light, I believe, uh, to the fellowship. And then we're going to have an interview like we've been having almost every day. Today, it's going to be an FSU student. So if you've got a student that the Lord is impressing you with right now, maybe a teenager, maybe a college student, but one that you care about, why don't you text them right now and tell them to tune to Wave 94 that we're going to be uh, talking to a, a student, a college student, and I won't tell you too much more about uh, the student yet, but um, I think you're going to enjoy it. There is no script. There's no pre-planned questions. It's going to be just a real interview, a real opening to uh, the wonderful trafficking we call fellowship between the triune God and his people. I shared earlier that I had been presented this week with a an obscure verse. It's obscure to my fault. Uh, in an obscure book, and that is my fault because it's in the Bible. Um, so the fact that I don't read numbers often is not God's fault. He put it in his holy word. Uh, this verse is in Numbers chapter 21, beginning in verse 16. And I'm so grateful to the recovery version because I would have fully missed any significance and connection to other verses in the Bible if the footnote in the recovery version had not helped me. Let me give you the, the short version here of Numbers chapter 21. Jehovah had said to Moses, gather the people together and I will give them water. It goes on to talk about spring up, O well. Sing to it. And then he said that the well needed to be dug. Now, what would that mean to us way back in our predecessor's experience under Moses' leadership? Well, we know that our Lord was smitten like the, the rock on the cross so that uh, blood and water came out. The blood represents our redemption. The water represents the flow of life to us. Uh, what's the digging all about? Um, what's the uh, need to uh, remove barriers to the well? Let me make a connection very quickly to something the Lord said in John chapter 4, verse 14. But whoever drinks, he didn't say whoever behaves, although we need to do that. Uh, the Lord said whoever drinks. Whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall by no means thirst forever, but the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into eternal life. So when the Lord gave us that first refreshing drink of eternal life that we call the new birth, 
Uh, do we realize a fountain got installed in us in our human regenerated spirit and it's springing up and we need to learn how to take care of that fountain, uh, that well, how to uh, improve the flow? If you've ever had a clog in your home, you know that life is not right. Something's got to be done to get the, the water flowing again. And then this footnote in the recovery version, it talks about digging away the dirt. The dirt in our well, the barriers in our heart, the dirt in our mind, in our emotion, in our will, in our conscience, in our heart, so that the spirit has a way to spring up within us and to flow freely. Um, we have to learn how to take care of the flow of the Spirit within our inward parts uh, so that there can be the, the most refreshing experience of the flow of eternal life. We know that one of our inward parts is our conscience, and our conscience may not be so pure. If we sense there is uh, a restraint, a limitation, uh, not so much liberty within our conscience because it's accusing us, uh, we need to take care of it. And only we know this is very subjective, very inward, very private. Maybe we're not right with others or not right with God. Uh, maybe we're not obeying the Lord's uh, instant commands and it's limiting the, our enjoyment of the Lord. Um, there's not that free inward flow of the Spirit. Our heart also needs to be given attention. Our heart, of course, is the aspect of us for loving. And the Lord told us to love the Lord thy God with all your heart. So our heart can f fall in love with other things. Uh, any substitute for God, I believe the Bible would call an idol. We need to dig away our heart. The Lord told us that uh, he desires to bless a pure heart. And our heart can get so complicated. What does pure mean? Just simple. No additives. Uh, just pure and simple. Um, and there can be many other layers in our inward being that need to be dug and uh, paid attention to. Our emotions are so fickle. They can change uh, quicker than the weather. Um, what we uh, care about, what our feelings are, they're so fickle. So we need to be the ones who dig away, dig away in the well so that there's a free flow of uh, life. Now, the way I think that you do this is, as the Lord said, when you pray, uh, go into a, a private place. Because some of these things uh, that we need to deal with and dig away are very personal. And we need to uh, uh, especially deal with it before the Lord, under his authority, under his leading, being open to his shining, and just say, Lord, what in me, in my inward being, in my soul, in my mind, in my emotions, in my choices, what is limiting the flow of your refreshing, enjoyable, divine, eternal life? And be very open to the Lord. He will shine. Sometimes there's a need to go to someone else. Uh, 
um, either in a way to clear something up that the Lord shines on or to go to a brother or sister in Christ and say, you know, pray with me. Uh, just uh, enter into the Lord's presence with me. And that uh, kind of flowing fellowship can also help us to uh, touch the Lord in a clearer and more genuine way. Um, this uh, enjoyment that I'm sharing with you uh, now is uh, most of it's taken from a textbook that we're using in a course over at Tallahassee Christian College. The name of the course, as you hopefully have heard if you've joined us before, is Becoming a Whole W-H-O-L-E, person, uh, that's taken from 1 Thessalonians 5.23, that the Lord has an operation uh, he'd likes to take us through, a process that he would like to take us through, uh, a sanctifying process. Don't, don't get religious with that term. Sanctifying just means setting us apart more and more and more from that which is common, setting us apart just for the Lord. And um, one of the textbooks we're using is um, called The Economy of God. Now, don't think it has anything to do with finances, has nothing to do with money. Uh, the word actually comes from First uh, Timothy chapter 1, and I believe it's verse 4, where Paul told young Timothy, don't teach anything except the economia of God. The Greek word economia just means administration, dispensation. It's the way God administers his riches to his people that he wants him us to enjoy more and more and more and more. And he has a way of doing that through this flowing eternal life, through his word, through genuine fellowship, through our worship, through our enjoyment of him. And I want to give you a, a copy of the economy of God, a copy of this textbook, just because you are listening to Wave 94. So if you would like a copy, no charge. We'll even take care of the postage for you. Um, just uh, jot down this website and go to BiblesForAmerica.org. That's Bibles, F-O-R, America, dot O-R-G. And this fellowship I've been sharing with you the last few minutes is from the book called The Economy of God, and they will send you a copy absolutely free. So I hope you will do that. Now, don't forget the texting. If you've got a teen or a college student you'd like to listen in right after Doug Apple works his magic here, and we'll be right back with an interview. Stay tuned. a recovery version for the first time my freshman year in college. Since that time, I have really enjoyed reading it, especially the outlines for each book and the cross-references. When reading these outlines for each book of the Bible, I have begun to realize that the Bible isn't a disjointed series of records, but instead it is a comprehensive unit, a complete book, and it conveys God's thought from beginning to end. Reading through these outlines and the cross-references is to me what Paul spoke of to Timothy 
about cutting straight the word of the truth. To receive your free copy of the recovery version, call Bibles for America at 1-888-551-0102. That number again is 1-888-551-0102. Or you can visit the Bibles for America website at www.biblesforamerica.org. Again, that's www.biblesforamerica.org. You, therefore, shall be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. The kingdom people are the Father's children, having the Father's divine life and divine nature. Hence, they can be perfect as their Father is. The kingdom of the heavens is the highest demand, and the divine life of the Father is the highest supply to meet that demand. This demand opens up the inner being of the regenerated people, showing them that they are able to attain such a high level and to have such a high living. Scripture and Commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit recoveryversion.org. Thank you, Doug Apple. You make it so nice and easy for us. This is Lowell Jackson. We want to have some more fellowship, just enjoying the Lord and His flow from the head through the members of the body for more and more enrichment. I want to remind you of something that's kind of time sensitive. We've had uh, Linda Strickland on for a few days to uh, share with us about a seminar that's coming up Wednesday, all day Wednesday, includes lunch, uh, called the Sacred Exchange, and she is also going to help us go into our innermost being for some uh, healing. Maybe there's some things in there that are causing us some uh, limitations and going on in our human life as a believer. So you need to get in touch with our friends over at Tallahassee Christian College and uh, let them know that you want to be there all day on Wednesday. Their number is uh, 513-1000. That's 513-1000. It's probably more convenient for them and you if over the weekend you go to tcctc.org. Let's see how fast I can say that. TCCTC.org. That was hard to do. Well, we've got a great guest today. I'm excited about sharing. Uh, with, I believe the Lord is doing something on the FSU campus, and we have uh, Vanessa Myron with us. Thanks for stopping by, Vanessa. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Good. Vanessa, have you ever been on the radio before? No, except school stuff. Really? I bet there's a lot of our listeners that have never been on the radio either. So, you know, they probably, uh, ooh, I don't know if I could do that. That takes, <laughs> that takes some courage, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, once you start talking, Vanessa, they, the, our listeners will want me to be quiet because they will love your accent. <laughs> right? Like uh, you have in front of you a glass of water. <laughs> Did I say that right? I don't know. Water? <laughs> And I've heard you talk about the beauty of Christ, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, tell our listeners why you have you speak the Queen's English and not this American stuff. Uh, well, um, 
Vanessa Myron. I'm from. I'm an international student from Nigeria, and I'm here at FSU studying computer science. So that's why. I'm so in Nigeria, they speak the Queen's English, huh? Yeah. Now, how did you get uh, so brave to go so far to college? Nigeria and FSU are not kind of in the same neighborhood. How do I get so brave? Yeah, it, I, I would just say that everything was the Lord. Like, the, the reason why I'm here is just the Lord. Because originally, my initial plan was to study in Nigeria, but the Lord had another plan. So, that's it. How, how did that happen? How did you? How did you? Did, I, when when I, I I couldn't when I was in the fifth grade and mm -hmm. we had to do states and capitals, mm -hmm. I couldn't spell Tallahassee. <laughs> Said, "Well, that's a funny name." Yeah. So how did you hear about Tallahassee in Nigeria? Oh, so I actually didn't transfer. Um, I was I didn't come to Florida. I was in um, Dallas, Texas before coming to Tallahassee. Uh -huh. So I knew about um, Tallahassee through like my online research because I wanted to. My sister lives in Florida, so I wanted to move to Florida for school from because mm -hmm. I went to community college in Dallas, um, Texas. That's still a long way from Nigeria. Yes, it is. <laughs> Well, give us the uh, short version of your life story. I think that would be really special because there's it kind of been a few things going on the last couple of decades mm -hmm. for you to be a student at FSU. Yes. Yes. So my life story, the short version. The short version. Yes. <laughs> so um, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my, family's, um, my family, they're Christian. Um, but I felt like I didn't know the Lord for myself. It was just like the God of my father. It wasn't the God of my father, the God of my mom, but it wasn't like a personal relationship that I had with him. So I remember um, I graduated. I, the Lord was working his way in me, you know, it was little by little. And I remember I graduated from high school. Um, I was really underage and um, I couldn't go to um, uh, um, public school in public university in Nigeria because you have to be a certain age to get in and I remember it was I was so sad and in Nigeria before you can go to you can apply it has to be a year you have to wait one year before you can apply and I was like why why is it that I'm not going to school I was just I was just I didn't know why I was at home because you know everything was good my grades were good and um, I just realized, now I realize why. It's just because of the Lord. So during the time I was in, I was at home, um, I started to know the Lord for myself. I started to, you know, draw closer to the Lord because I had nothing else to do. And I remember, because um, my family, they had like, a, my mom and my daddy had like, you know, um, personal problems together. And so it kind of affected us. So I remember I had to move, I had to move in temporarily with my aunt my um, my siblings and I we had to move in temporarily with them and my aunt she's a strong believer in the Lord and she had so many books and she yeah so many like Christian books and is, is this still in Nigeria now? yes in Nigeria okay, okay and she had so many Christian books and I don't know I would just see my sister my other sister she would read those books and I was like I was so curious to also read those books right and after reading those books it prompted it prompted me to actually get a bible so I had Normally, I usually use my money to buy snacks. Like, I wouldn't think of buying a Bible with my money. But I remember because after reading those books, I went to the market to get a Bible for myself. And it was just so wonderful to see how the Lord can speak to me. Because normally, I thought um, before I would think that the Lord only um, he spoke to pastors and things like that. But I was just so surprised that, wow, like the Lord is speaking through his word to me, like his his written word became so living to me. And I was like, wow, the Lord is real there. Like I was just so happy. I was so excited because I remember at that time um, 
um that time i met like a, a friend a family friend and they were like why can't you why don't you study abroad and i was like uh because not i couldn't afford private university in nigeria speaking let's talk less of coming to study here in uh <laughs> in the united states the law just worked everything out and i remember doing my visa interview that was like a huge thing for me because um i wasn't like really good with my speaking and things like that and I remember I would just read the word and I'll read the word and he would say, oh, I'll give you what to say. I just thought that the Lord was really with me, you know, in my speaking, in, you know, doing my visa interview. And I got in because normally it's really hard for you to get like a um, visa to study abroad. And I remember I came, I got, I came to the United States and I was, <laughs> I was, I felt like, and then I, I had, I had like this, um, downward path in my christian life i started to doubt the lord and i was like lord I, I, you spoke to me what's happening to me like what's all this you know and i felt like i was wondering i remember i would join all the organizations on campus just to like you know be a monk you know just to you know feel this um feel that void that i felt inside i was like lord what's happening and um and i started to realize what why i was wondering because yes he um he met me individualistically but he wanted me to see the church he wanted me to see that there is much more it's not just about me 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 he wanted me to see that there there's a buddy that he's here for the bride for his bride so i remember um i met um christians on campus at in um richland college in dallas texas and that time i was actually seeking to be in another christian club because i i i felt like you know where i'd been before um the young ones they didn't really they weren't really it was like the Lord was separate from their personal life. You know, you would see that um, church on Sundays, oh, praise the Lord. But outside of church, it was something different. And I, I started to wonder like, wow, can I really seek the Lord, pursue the Lord in my youth? And then anyways, um, I met Christ uh, this club called Christians on Campus in Dallas, Texas. And then I went for like a, one of their college conferences, right? And I saw the young ones because I was just watching them, seeing what they were doing. And they were like singing, they were praising the Lord. And I was, you could just sense that genuineness, you know, that, wow, they actually love the Lord. I remember doing recreation time, um, we we're playing volleyball and they were like, praise the Lord. They were like, and I was like, whoa, even while they're playing volleyball, the Lord, you can see the Lord in that. And I was, I was just so touched that, wow, I can actually enjoy the Lord in my youth, you know, that, and then he made me remember that verse, you know, that, um, about we need to um, remember the Lord in the days of our youth. And I was like, wow, that, that's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to enjoy him in our youthfulness. As we're young, it's, it's not like you have to be, because before I thought that, oh, you have to be like, oh, to have so many, so much experiences to be able to like enjoy the Lord. But the Lord, we can enjoy him now. And that was what drew me more to the Lord. Just seeing this young one seeking the Lord, pursuing him, made me um, draw more to him. And I realized that, wow, I'm in the States, not just because of my education, but I'm in the States because of the Lord. He wanted me to see that yes okay yes you've been saved but there's much more like you need to see the church you need to see my heart's desire because he died for the church you know he died for us he wants he wants his bride so and that's just really what really touched me you know that i had like this process like this um level this step so from knowing the lord individualistically to knowing the church Wow. Yes. So you st do you still have family in uh, Nigeria? Yes, I do. And uh, were you the first of your family yes. to, to, uh -huh. to cross the, the big the big pond? So my mom my mom is in London, so I was not the first. But for education, to study abroad, I'm the mm -hmm. first to study. 
Wow. But yes. Well, uh, you ever you ever miss your family? Or does oh, the, the yes. Lord's uh, <laughs> so, has the Lord given you family? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes, the church. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I think we had your roommate on a few days ago, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It, it seems like to me the Lord did a good matching the mm-hmm. job there, right? Yeah, that's just, she's just so wonderful. It's just it's been really um, how would I put it? It's just been a good fellowship, just been a good time with her, refreshing time, you mm-hmm. know, just enjoying the Christ in her. Well, tell our, tell us a little bit about uh, Christians on campus. Okay, who, who it is? What do you do? Oh, so we're just a group of believers um, who love the Lord and who studies the Bible, and just to show we 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 learn. We just know that the Lord is. We're trying to know more about the Lord and to see that it's not um, that the Lord can be in our daily living. So Christians on campus, we just love to study the Bible together, and that's it. Do you have a website, Facebook? How would anybody? Oh, how so? On Instagram, we have um, Christians on Campus FSU. If you like to follow us there, or you can email us Christiansacampus at gmail dot com. Hmm. Yes. And uh, I heard a rumor that there was something coming up uh, next weekend. Yes. Well, we what's have, that all about? Oh, so we have a college conference. So that's where, like, so this is called the Southeast College Conference, the Florida. Um, so any, like, from Tampa University of Tampa. Any university in um, Florida, any college campus in Florida, we all gather together to just, you know, enjoy the Lord. We sing, we um, read the word, and there's usually um, someone that would speak um, some, like, topics to us about the Lord. And, yeah, it's really good. So there's baptism. There's so many. Because that's how, because I had this, the college conference. That was some, it was something I went to in Dallas, Texas, and that's how I, that's why I got baptized. So it was, like, called Campus Connect. Mm-hmm. It was similar to it. And that's why I got baptized and I started to like, you know, pursue the Lord more. So it's just it's just so wonderful to see that people are genuinely, you know, they genuinely enjoy the Lord. They're like, you know, they're praising and it's just it's just enjoying the Lord mutually, you know. We're all drinking together. And that's gonna be over near uh, USF. In yes, Tam- in, in Tampa. Tampa. Yes. Okay. Tampa. And it'll be uh, students from all over the state? Yes, from all over the states um florida so we have their different college conferences so there's the ones for texas the one for florida so this one's for this is the florida college conference mm-hmm. well maybe uh, you and your roommate can come back and tell us what happened in a week yes. or two oh, I would love and that to. would be good the yes. lord's not gonna just give you refreshing uh, enjoyment just for yourself you mm-hmm. know you got to come back and overflow and let us mm-hmm. uh, in on it too okay mm-hmm. yes <laughs> Maybe get a commitment right here and with some witnesses how about that that would be good <laughs> so you've uh, you found that that, that um, even though you're a long ways away from your family mm-hmm. that the Lord takes care of you and his family yes he's been so like there's just <laughs> so much I, I, sometimes you know, I would miss my family, but I just know that the Lord has been so good to me through, you know, the other um, Christians, other people in the Church of God. And how, how do you like FSU? Oh, I love FSU. At first, when I came, I was like, because I had this. <laughs> so my original concept of Florida was like, oh, there'll be palm trees, beaches, and things like that. And when I came to Tallahassee, I was like, wait, are we there yet? <laughs> but it's been so good. I feel like. Um, as I'll just go back to just being with Christians it makes it you know enjoyable you know makes living in Tallahassee enjoyable because before I was like wait where am I what is this place <laughs> where am I this city with a funny name yeah Tallahassee but it's good it's been so good so far I'm really enjoying 
Well, good, good. What have y'all been studying at um, in, in, in Christians on Campus? So, Christians on Campus, we're um, going through the book of Mark, mm-hmm. and we just had a Bible study yesterday. Going, through, We went through Mark 8, where they talked about, you know, feeding the 4,000, when the Lord fed the 4,000. Mm-hmm. And what I really enjoyed from there was that, you know, originally, um, when the Lord was, you know, feeding um, the people, feeding like healing and doing things he did it you know by it was originally by himself right but during when he fed the four thousand he didn't feed the four thousand alone he fed the disciples also partook in like you know feeding the um four thousand it just shows how much you know originally the lord feeds us you know and just spend by spending more time with him we're able to feed others so i just thought that it was really interesting to see that wow the disciples before it was just the lord you know doing all the whole like feeding and the healing and things like that but you can see that disciples you can see the progression where the disciples started to do the same thing. You know, they started to feed others, you know, because of they've been fed by the Lord and because they've been spending more time with him. So I just really enjoyed that in Mark 8. So the Lord was bringing them along yes. to get involved mm-hmm. in, in his min- his mission, yes. his ministry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he still wants to do that. What do you think? Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing that I really enjoyed was about the Syrophoenician woman. Mm-hmm. So there was, there was a time where the Lord was in Mark when there was this woman who had, um, I think her child was a sick or a demonic possession, but her child was going through something, right? And then she asked the Lord, the, she asked the Lord to, you know, heal her child. And the Lord was like, um, I can't give what is meant for, um, I can't give food meant for the children to dogs, right? That means calling her, you know, like the gentle dog. And she was like, I f- she was like, um, even the dogs, you know, they eat the crumbs from the, you know, the leftovers. And I was just really touched by that because um, it wasn't that the Lord, it wasn't that he was, because um, at first when I was, I first heard of it, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Lord, why would you <laughs> say that? But I just saw that that was the truth, you know, and she wasn't even, she didn't even say, oh, no, this is, uh, oh, no, he called me a dog. But she knew herself that she's. She knew herself that she was um, a gentle, because as Gentiles, you know, we didn't we didn't deserve the Lord's, um, we didn't deserve His gift, His salvation, and things like that. But the Lord, but she she said something about the crumbs. So something about the crumbs, right? It's like the bread. There's the bread, and from the bread there are crumbs, right? And that crumb is still the, the same thing, the same nutrient that is in those like the crumbs are the same nutrient that it's in the bread, you know. So we're still getting the same Christ. It doesn't matter. So I was just really touched that um, the Lord is um, more than enough for us to eat. Because at first I was like, wait, crumbs is just crumbs. But the same nutrient that that was in the crumbs was the same nutrient that's, you know, from the bread, the bread. And yeah, I just really enjoyed that. You know, the Lord wants to feed us to like, you know, that we didn't deserve um, all the salvation things like that but the Lord is so merciful he's so compassionate and loving that he wants to feed us himself he wants to give us himself to eat you know as the living bread so it wasn't just uh, a miracle yeah it's got uh, more significance mm-hmm. okay yeah. did you ever read the recovery version yes mm-hmm. what, what's your thoughts about it I really enjoyed the footnotes I remember um, the first time I started to like meet with um some other Christians, and we read, we used the recovery version. So we were reading um, John 3, John 4, and I remember reading the footnote. I was like, whoa, I, I've never seen anything like this. So it was about the wedding in Cana and, you know, three days. And I just saw how, like, you know, three days representing, you know, Christ's death and resurrection. 
and I don't know. I was just really it really opened a lot to me that I'd never seen before. So that was it was really enjoyable to see that, and yeah. You know, I think that's the one in John four, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But I I shared something about that the other day in that, during our fellowship time, and if it wasn't for the recovery version, I would have just blown right by some very significant yeah. things mm-hmm. and just seen uh, the miracle. Uh, and not really dug into the significance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, God's Word has been carefully delivered to us, mm-hmm. and it was not so easy all those centuries when there wasn't uh, access, there wasn't any printing. Mm-hmm. But yet in Susan Peter, the Spirit was bearing along, mm-hmm. you know, the words so that we have it here today so freely. But that verse I think you're talking about says, on the last day, and i I would have blown right by that and said, "What's what? That doesn't. So what does that matter?" Mm. But of course, uh, wedding feast in those days mm-hmm. were long. Sometimes you know, days upon days, mm-hmm. because people traveled a long way. And some cultures, weddings a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even our culture, it's still mm-hmm. a big deal and very expensive. <laughs> I can testify, having a daughter. Um, but uh, you know, the the footnote pointed out that. Uh, the Lord stood up on the last day, the great day of the feast, and cried out. And it said the significance of him doing that on the last day of this celebration, this enjoyment, is that every human enjoyment hmm. has its last day. Yes. It, that I human so happiness. That too. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. You I remember like, that? Yeah, I was like, whoa, wow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we all know that life has its peaks and valleys, and one of the peaks is a wedding. Such a happy, happy, happy time. Everybody gathers. Um, but, you know, um, it, and it's wonderful but the footnote pointed out that uh, all this kind of happiness eventually comes to an end. Mm. And the Lord was uh, trying to uh, um, point to them that uh, just t- temporary um, happiness, you know, is um, um, not, not what you really should be uh, counting on, although it's nice to experience it. Mm. But... He brings something greater than happiness, which is what uh, your colleagues, those other college students, were singing about when we started the program, the joy of the Lord. And joy is different from happiness. Mm. Happiness tends to be situational. Uh, We go around asking one another, all of us humans, how are you doing? Mm. Uh, Because your situation, your condition um, might determine how you're feeling, how you're reacting to it. But joy is something that's much, much, much deeper and is continuous and constant. Mm. And we know that most of uh, the Apostle Paul's letters, um, where he talks you know, about the joy of the Lord, were not written in happy places. Yeah. He, he wasn't in the Marriott. He was in probably some very pitiful, low dungeons. Um, anything you want to share about that incident? Oh, yeah. So there's this verse. Um, this is John 7, 37 to 39. Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes into me, as the scripture said, 
out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. But this he said concerning the Spirit, whom those who believed into him were about to receive. For the Spirit was not yet, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Amen. So what if you were at a wedding and somebody stood up very loudly but to get above all the music, above all the conversation, above all the partying, above all the buzzing around, and uh, cried out with a loud voice and said, come to me and drink. Yeah. That's not so, so normal. Well, what do you think the Lord meant by come to me and drink? It just shows how, um, what he meant by come to me and drink. It shows how, like, you know, physically we drink, you know, we drink water and we're not, we, we want more, we're like, we're not satisfied, right? And he saw that all those things would, like, all those things, they, they'll fade, right? And so he says, come to me and drink, meaning that the only way we can be satisfied, the only way we can quench our thirst is to come to Christ and drink him because he is the living water, you know, and... Um, it reminds me of the, you know, the Old Testament, you know, about the rock when it says um, that they, sh they should strike the rock and the living water will flow out or that they should speak to the rock. So that's the same thing, you know, because the Old Testament is a picture and a type of the New Testament. Right. So it just shows how Christ is the living water and that out of him, you know, he's 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 flowing and he's, you know, he's springing out. So he's saying, come to me, saying that the only way we can be satisfied, you know, is just by coming to him to drink. Because even from the beginning, it says um, he has put eternity in our heart so that the only thing that can that the only thing that can fill us right is Christ because any other thing like it was it's just like my experience right because I remember I was joining different types of organization I was doing everything just to like fill that void right but um, I realized that only Christ can satisfy me I'm like wow like I haven't really accomplished this I haven't really done that but just by reading the word you know just enjoying Christ I'm like wow I'm, I'm I feel like this this innermost the satisfaction just i just feel joyful from nowhere sometimes people always ask me like why are you so happy i'm like i don't know it's just you know when you just <laughs> you just come to him and you just you know you drink and just just being honest and open to him and saying lord i just want to drink you as my living water i just want to experience you you know he's he's so faithful to um to fulfill that so that's just been my experience like coming to him we're satisfied you know coming to him we're able to um you know, drink, and when we come to him and drink him, we're we're fully satisfied. Well, you know, Vanessa, somebody might be listening that uh, is saying, "Well, how do I do that? How do I come to the Lord? Um, how do I drink of the Lord? How do I get this refreshment?" And and maybe uh, their religious background or religious concepts makes it complicated mm. or something. Uh, would you have any advice? How, how, do, you, how do you do that? I'll, how I do that is what I would just do is just call on the name of the Lord. Because um, in the scripture it says, He's rich unto those who call upon Him, right? So I'll come into Him. When we call upon Him, He's able to, you know, He answers. And it's before I used to hear that, oh, but I'm like, mm, is that is that really true? But honestly, in my experience, that that's be my experience just calling on to him saying lord jesus you know i want to drink you as i'm saying just being honest because he knows all these things he knows he knows that we're thirsty he knows that we need him we just need to be honest like to open to him and say lord you know lord jesus um i want to experience you as my living water lord i want to drink you feed fill me in with yourself and he's he wants to do this like you can even see like we're like what we're reading in mark in um 
at the Bible study about feeding, you know, always feeding, feeding the 5,000, feeding the 4,000, um, you know, wanting to feed the disciples. Like you can see that his, his, um, he's passionate about feeding, giving us himself to drink. He's passionate about our drinking. He's concerned about all these things. So how we're able to come to him and drink is by just calling on his name and we're able to drink him. Mm. Sounds like a good way to live the human life. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there's about 30 or 40,000 more of students at FSU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your typical day like? How do you like to start your day when the sun is uh, coming up? Oh, well, you start your day by what I would do is by calling on his name and just um, going to his word. Um, it's always good to um, start your day with the Lord and I know it's, it might be hard. It, like sometimes, let me just give you my personal experience. Sometimes I, I get like, as humans, we're always so much into our minds. We're like, we're like, oh no, I can't do this. Oh, I'm not right. I'm not. But just get out of your mind and turn to your spirit. Just say, Lord, Lord, I want, that's why I go back. I'll go back to, um, what I said about being honest with the Lord, saying, Lord, I want to enjoy you, Lord. I want to experience you this morning. So I just, what I would do is just call on his name go into the word and just read something, you know, coming to him. Cause first of all, you can't just, you like in my experience, I can't just like go to the word and think I'll gain something, but I need to come to the Lord first, you know, because we can't, when we search the, you said you search the scriptures because in it, you think that, um, you find life, but in like, he's like, what God is trying to say is that he is life. So we have to just come to him, being honest with him, being open to him was like, Lord, I want to experience you this morning. I want to, you know, enjoy you in your word. So what? that's what I do. And then I start to see that while I'm reading the word and I'm enjoying the Lord. And that's how I start my day. Just calling on his name, opening to him, and then going to the word. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be like a whole chapter or like the, the whole Bible that morning. You just read a verse like uh, just and eat that verse. So what I like to do is like eating that verse. So I can give an example, right? So, um, like now let's say I was reading John seven thirty seven to 39, right? So it says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. So what I would say is, Lord, I want to come to you, Lord. I'm thirsty. Lord, teach me to come to you. Lord, I want to drink you. If anyone, oh, if anyone, just repeating those verses, you know, it's just like when you're, you're like eating, right? You don't just swallow. You can't enjoy when you just, if you just swallow it, you know, you have to chew it. You have to muse it. You have to enjoy. That's how you're able to enjoy what you're eating. So that's, that's what I do. So even if it's just a verse, like a verse that I can read, I like to muse over it and just repeat it, you know, saying, oh, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. Lord, thank you that we can come to you. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us the boldness to come to you and drink. Lord, today I receive you as my living water. And the Lord is so faithful. Like, you're just like, wow, why am I so joyful? Like, your whole day changes. Because, like, in my experience, like, when I don't, when I don't read the, read my Bible in the morning, I just see that I'm like, I'm so, um, how would I put it? Like, angry for no reason or like, not angry, but things like things will mess up my day. Things that shouldn't even mess my day up. It just messes up my day. So just going to the Lord, it, it, it sets a path for the whole day, your whole day. I think that one of your predecessors had that idea. Was it Jeremiah that said, I did find your words and eat them? Mm, yeah. So, you know, when you eat a physical meal, uh, you don't just kind of 
Woof it down, swallow it. You, mm-hmm. you, it really cuts way down on the enjoyment. It's not so healthy, mm-hmm. I'm told. Uh, but you go over it and enjoy it mm-hmm. and chew it. And yeah. uh, spiritual nourishment may have some uh, parallels uh, to that. Yeah. We are uh, fellowshipping with uh, Vanessa Myron, an FSU student who's come to our great area all the way from Nigeria. And we're going to have a little more fellowship uh, after uh, Doug Apple helps us here in just a second. And get your um, writing instruments ready because I want to give you some help on some websites where you can uh, follow up on some of the things that we've been talking about today. Take it away, Doug. Jesus Christ today, and does he really care? But being full of the Holy Spirit, Stephen looked intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Acts chapter 7, verses 55 and 56. The Lord in ascension is usually referred to as sitting at the right hand of God. But Stephen saw him standing there. This indicates that the Lord was greatly concerned for his persecuted one. Scripture, Acts 7, 55 and 56, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org. My name is Mary. I am assistant professor at Florida State University. I enjoy teaching and research on campus. As a researcher, I have many discoveries. But the biggest discovery is the fact that I have a human spirit. Whenever I call, Oh Lord Jesus, I get the response of this wonderful person, the eternal God right in my spirit. I am happy living in the presence of the Lord. I invite you to experience this unspeakable joy by calling on Him from deep within your spirit and your heart. Having fellowship with uh, Vanessa Myron. And Vanessa, you said you were computer science? Yes. Now, we just heard on that commercial break that uh, Doug Apple helped us with a professor from FSU who I think is in cybersecurity, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you had her as a professor yet? No, but I've worked with her before. I see. Yes. So, wow. That, I tell you, when I was at the University of Georgia, I'd never had a professor that talked about <laughs> the discovery of enjoying Christ yeah. in your human spirit. So you are very fortunate. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. Okay, you told us how you start your day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're walking across campus back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That complicated campus over there at FSU that's yes. so hard for us outsiders to get around in and mm-hmm. no place to park and mm-hmm. all that. What? How during the day do you uh, uh, operate as a believer? Any? any during the day? Do you kind of stray away and need to come back or so, what? So, um, well, 
it varies. So sometimes, um, like most times, I would read, um, not like read a verse, but I would play music, like some gospel music, like a hit, like hymns. Mm-hmm. So it just helps me, help me out, to help me out. Because um, sometimes, you know, just being in class and <laughs> so seeing so many things, you feel like you're just so, you need to come back to the Lord. So just listening to hymns really helps me out because, you know, it's full of the word. And that's what I've really been enjoying. And it actually helps me out with my, like, sometimes I get anxious about, you know, oh, like, oh, classes or this, and I have to do this, you know, or I have to get internship and things like that. And, but just listening to, um, like, the hymn or listening to the word or just sometimes I'll call my sister and then she would, we would, like, you know, fellowship about the Lord together. So that's really been helping me out. And also just um, the Christians in campus, the um, Bible study really helps out a lot and the home, the house fellowship. House fellowship, what's that? So um, on Tuesdays and Fridays, um, students would go to different homes to, you know, enjoy a good home-cooked meal and also read the word and sing. So it's really been refreshing because, like, sometimes my whole day would be so, I'm like, what's happening? Like, I just forget myself. And then when I would go to those the homes, I would feel so... Like, wow, I'm back. No, you know, I'm with the Lord. Like, wow, like, I feel so refreshed whenever I go to the home meetings. I think a lot of our listeners probably are surprised, as I was when I first heard about this idea, that college students Mm -hmm. would have an interest Mm -hmm. in going off campus Mm -hmm. to a home with maybe a couple dogs and a couple kids running Mm -hmm. around and, Mm -hmm. uh, like you say, some uh, home-cooked eating. You know, I think... Uh, a lot of uh, my age group thinks, you know, well, all the students, they, they can't wait to get down to Madison Social. and <laughs> But you think college students really would like a Christian home yes. to open to them? Yeah, it's so good. Like, it's so, how would I put it, homely, if that makes sense. It's it's not like, oh, it's not like this religious, woo, like, oh, <laughs> I have to be, you know, in this religious sense. It's just a a way where I just enjoy the fellowship of like other students and the owner of the homes and other um, Christians. So and, it, and what do you do in those home get-togethers? Yeah, so at first we would have like a, a good food. Really you like good that food, food part, Yes, huh? that, it's really good. <laughs> and um, after that we would sing. So I really enjoyed the singing part. It's just so good to see like, you know, the young um, other Christians, like other college students, you know, singing together and the... Older ones to not no one's old, but <laughs> the older ones to like singing together, and then we would read like a, a topic. So um, now we read um, the one we read on Tuesday was how to enjoy God, you know, and God being our everything. So it's just so good, like God being our strength and how like He wants to be our habitation. He wants to be everything to us. So now, Vanessa, I think if I remember correctly. This summer, you went to the university, it was Illinois? Yes, Illinois. And that was a get-together, right? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us something about that? So, it was a, it's called a college training. Mm-hmm. It was, um, the topic was Jubilee. So, there's people from different parts of the world, even from Nigeria, from, um, from London, from um, um, Canada, just from different parts of the world. It was really good to see, like, young college students from different parts, like, even though we speak like different languages and like we're from different cultures, it's just so, so humbling and so wonderful to see that, you know, we all speak one language, which is Christ. You know, we, we the thing we have in common is Christ. And that it made me remember this um, verse that, you know, every tribe and every tongue, you know, that will all come to like, you know, um, 
praise the Lord together. So it's just it was just so wonderful to see that you know we're all you know praising the Lord, enjoying the Lord together, even though we're from like different backgrounds. So, so Jubilee is not just a historical uh, festival you studied about? No, Jubilee is something you experience every day. And yeah, that was really good. And Jubilee is, uh, let's see, that was in, in the prototype there, the, the, the sign, mm-hmm. the symbol uh, was was uh, about every 50 years, is that right? Yes, 50 years. And uh a lot of things happened that, um, like, you, if you were a slave, you were free. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you were indebted, you had your debts erased, mm-hmm. right? Yes. How am I doing here? I didn't get to go, so you've got to help me. Yeah. So, okay. um, so you know, when the children of Israel, they mm-hmm. um, got into the good land. Some of them, they sold themselves into slavery. Some of them... Um, so um, they, some of them, they sold their possession and mm-hmm. things like that. So when it became like the 50th year, right, the Lord said that it would be like a, a year, a Sabbath year, like a year, like a whole year where everyone, like anyone that um, lost their possession, their possessions would be returned to them. If they um, were taken away from their families, their family, they'll be returned back to their families and things like that. So it was just um, really good to see that, you know, because as I said before, like the Old Testament is a picture, you know, of the New Testament. And that to see that Christ is the fulfillment of the Jubilee, you know, because Jubilee means, you know, um, you know, just um, experiencing, enjoying God, like shouting, you know, proclaiming, you know, because it was like a, it was a very, it was like, it's, it's Jubilee is also freedom, you know, because they, they had experienced freedom. So they were proclaiming and they were just enjoying eating. And I really enjoy that because in the New Testament, I remember the Lord went to the temple, right? And he asked for the scroll of Isaiah. And then he read um, from the scripture, he says um, that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim release of the captives. You know, he has sent me um, for the um, recovery of sight to the blind and things like that. Right. And he said, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing, you know, um, cause he was talking about the Jubilee, right? He says that now, like we can experience that Jubilee. So it's no longer like, Oh, an old Testament thing. It's something that we can experience when we have Christ. Right. And I really enjoy that cause it goes back to the prodigal son. So, cause that, that was our experience, right? So the prodigal son, he, um, asked the father, Oh, give me all my inheritance. Right. And then he left and scrambled his inheritance. And then he came back to his senses, right? After he had squandered his inheritance, he was um, working like um, with the pigs and things like that. And then he came back to his senses that, oh, if I go back to my father's house, at least I can become a servant there. At least I'll be treated well there, right? And I just really enjoyed that his coming back to his senses was not his own doing, you know? His coming back to his senses was the spirit working in him, you know, for him to, oh, go back to your father. And that's the same thing with us, you know? Sometimes we feel like, oh, no, I'm not worth it. You know, I've, I've squandered all my inheritance. I've squandered everything. I don't think the Lord wants me back. But the Lord is calling us to come back to him. So anyways, he went to, he went back to his father and he said his father saw him while he was a long way off. That means it shows that the father was waiting for him, right? He said the father, he ran to him and fell upon his neck and kissed him affectionately. Like, like 
it was just so wonderful to see that the Lord, like, wow, instead of the son running to the father, the father ran to the son. And that's how it is with us. You know, sometimes we're like, the enemy would lie to us that, no, he doesn't want you. No, don't, don't, like, you're, you're, you're full of so many things. Don't, you know, you can't go, go back to the father. But God is always waiting for us. Like, he's, he's brooding over us. He wants us to come back to him, right? He's running, like, come, come, I, you know, come. And I was just really touched that. Um, the father, the son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And it's, it's not the father to say, yes, you have done something really bad. The father was like, no, um, he called his servants. He said, bring the best robe, you know, um, bring, um, kill the, um, the fattened calf. Like the Lord killed the fattened calf, right? He gave him a ring on his fingers. He gave him sandals. He gave him robes. And he said, let us eat and be merry for my son who was dead, who was once lost, is, has been found again. He was dead, but he's now alive. It was just so amazing to see that, wow, like instead of condemning us, the Lord, he clothed him, right? The, the robe signifies, you know, Christ's righteousness, like the Lord has covered us, right? And the rings is like the sealing spirit. We've been sealed with the spirit, right? And the, the sandals is for um, our walk with the Lord. But anyways, it just really touched me that wow, the Lord wants us to return like up what we've lost, right? In this, in this analogy, what we've lost is Christ, right? But the Lord wants us to be returned back to him, to return back to Christ. So don't, the, the only person that will be telling us, oh no, oh, you can't come back to him. That's the enemy. It's only the devil that can say that because the Lord, his, his arms are wide open. He wants to, he's always willing and able to receive us, you know, and the Lord wants us to be, because our possession, our inheritance is Christ, right? And the Lord wants us to take that back, that possession, which is him. So I don't know. It was just so touching that wow that <laughs> that i can come back to the lord and eat because let us eat and be merry like it's a rejoicing moment it's not like a oh so it's like a an enjoyable time where you're like you're enjoying the lord and like praising the lord proclaiming that wow the lord has set me free and that way i'm able to proclaim to others that the lord has set me free i don't know it was just so wonderful and enjoying to see that looks like with all these pictures, the Lord would like us to get a message. Yes. That he's calling us to feasting, yes. to celebration, to mm -hmm. freedom, yeah. to enjoying him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you, Vanessa. Yeah. Well, I appreciate yes. you coming and sharing. Yes. I want to give our listeners a, a little bit of help here in following up on some things that you've mentioned. If you would like to start a morning time with the Lord and you don't know where to start, uh, let me give you a little help. Go to this uh, website, uh, emana.com. That's E-M-A-N-N-A.com. And all you have to do there, it's absolutely free, is put in your email address. During the night, they will send you an email with a few verses of Scripture and a paragraph or two, if you have a little more time, to enjoy those verses. Good way to start your day with the Lord. If you're interested in um, a home a home get-together, like Vanessa mentioned. You can leave us a message on a voicemail at 850-692-9558. That's 692-9558. This is Lowell Jackson with Fellowship. Thank you, Doug Apple. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength.